it's no secret. You hear it every day. Every person who's ever made it, you know, they've got this rule that they wake up a little bit earlier and get their day off to a good start. And they have a little bit of a, of a daily routine. So if your question is, what advice do I give to people who are struggling? I always start with two questions is, is how are you spending your time? And 99% of the time, it's how they're spending their time that defines why their struggle is happening. Are you looking for all the benefits of a keto diet, but don't want living the keto lifestyle to be your second full-time job? I'm Kristen Scaff, and on this podcast, I'm on a mission to help you cut through the keto confusion and navigate your way to a healthier, happier you. If you're looking for some mouth-watering recipes that take less than 10 minutes to prepare, then head over to ketotimehacks.com and grab a free copy of my cookbook, 10-Minute Keto Comfort Foods. Just cover the cost of shipping. But for now, let's jump into today's episode. Hello, hello. Welcome back to Real Keto Talk. I am very excited that we have a special guest today. Welcome, everybody. Please welcome Levi Schechter to the podcast. How are you, Levi? Good morning, Kristen. I'm great. Good to see you here in my home office, working through these crazy times, set myself up with a good environment to be as effective from home as humanly possible. Multiple monitors, good lighting, the whole nine. So I'm thankful. I'm excited. And uh, it's good to see you. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for this. Me too. I'm very excited to have you on here. Now, Libby, it may seem a little unusual that I'm inviting you to talk on Real Keto Talk, but the reason I wanted to have you on, and I'm going to have you tell our audience a little more about you, but um, Libby and I uh, worked together for a number of years. He is one of the best of the best in terms of training and teaching leadership and teaching people to be successful. And so I'm going to let you, Levi, tell people a little more about you. Well, thanks for, for the really kind words. I think after so many years in sales and, and, and leadership, it sort of dawned on me that there's a right way and a wrong way to be in charge of other people. And I think the switch turned on, you know, maybe about 10 years ago-ish, where the, the thought came into my mind that, you know, when you're leading people, you're not the boss of them. You are in, in servitude to them. And that really changed the course of, of my entire career. Uh, it, it helped me in, in multiple jobs, multiple careers, multiple training sessions. Uh, it inspired me to write a couple of books that are currently on Amazon and to start a YouTube channel on, on this topic. And uh, it's growing and it's fun. And it seems like people care because we talk about you know, making cultures and environments better and healthier and more optimistic. And, you know, who knew that that would actually drive revenue and production? What a, what a concept. You never know where, where things are going to start out and where they lead you to. The reason that um, I thought it would be great for everybody to hear from you today is that we talk a lot on here about the journey and how to navigate that and how success isn't about just um, the end point, but mm -hmm. how you develop along the way and how to get to that point. So a lot of the things that um, I want everybody to know, I've spent more than one or 20 or 30 times in a room with Levy um, asking him for good advice. 
And uh, he's given me some of the best advice that I've gotten. So I want you all to benefit from that as well. So, Livia, I hope you'll let me pick your brain a little sure, bit on some sure. things that I think I everybody will find helpful. I appreciate you. Yeah, all, all day. Okay. So, a lot of the people on here have a big goal that they want to reach. And if somebody came to you and said, look, at this is this big mountain I want to climb, how would you tell them to map that out to, to set themselves up to get to that big goal? So, yeah, good, good question and, and very common question. And I think, I think I'll start with the pitfall to avoid. And this is a big one, and, and it happens literally every day. I think the rise of technological ease, right? This this device, as beautiful and as wonderful as it is, uh, has actually caused us to believe things that are very lofty can be done in a matter of you know a couple of swipes, and that's just it's just not real. It's just it's unrealistic. What you see on Instagram or you know people flashing money on on you know social networks. And like, look at me, I'm instantly rich. You can be instantly rich too. And all these ads that are on YouTube and, you know, these self-proclaimed gurus and uh, wizards of revenue. Like, I think the first moment is take a step back and avoid that mindset at all costs. There is no like switch that you can turn on and be rich tomorrow morning. There's work. There's work involved, right? So when people talk about their journey to greatness, it's not going to happen by watching somebody's YouTube video for 30 seconds and then investing $5,000 and then you're rich tomorrow morning. That's just not the reality of this world. You need to understand that there's going to be a long, strenuous, aggressive, heartbreaking process where you will be defeated multiple times and tell yourself that that's okay to be defeated and mentally prepare yourself. You're going to get beat up mentally, physically, over and over and over again, because that's what separates winners from losers, right? The winners kept going when they got punched in the gut and the losers were like, let me just go back to doing what I was doing. Yeah. The uh, overnight successes aren't always so overnight, right? Well, it's not, it's not real, right? Like that's the, the, the filters on Instagram to paint a picture of something that isn't, it's not real, right? So you have to identify that it's not reality. Like, Anybody could grab a bunch of money and, and spread it on, you know, their couch or their bed and take a photo of it and say, I'm rich, you know, look at my account. It's just, we, we need to identify that, that social media has impacted us into thinking that swiping right on something is going to make us rich. It won't, right? The, there's work involved uh, and, and learn who to trust and who not to trust. That's great. And uh, it's definitely something where if we're expecting it to be a, a very linear journey, we're going to be in for a big surprise, right? Yeah, huge surprise. <laughs> yeah, yeah every, everyone's got a plan until until they they get their first real dose of failure. And they're like, oh, oh, this hurts. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was going to be so much easier. Yeah. Uh, so so let's assume that that people are going to struggle along the way, even mm -hmm. doing things with good intentions and hard work. People yeah. are going to struggle. So if somebody is not getting the consistent results that they want, assuming that they are putting in good effort and that's not any of those things that aren't an issue. How do you coach them to get past the struggle points? So I think, I think it's important to ask, to ask questions about their daily process, right? And I, 
I don't mean to necessarily bait someone. That's not my goal. I don't want to say gotcha, you know, but what I do want to ask you is how are you spending your time currently? And some key questions are, you know, like, when do you wake up in the morning? Another key question is look at your phone and there's a, there's an app that measures usage of, of all of your time on your phone. Time spent on this app, time spent on that app, time spent doing this, time spent doing that. And a combination of those two things will kind of help me understand where that person's mind is, right? So if there's two hours per day on Instagram and Facebook, then, you know, I'm going to say, well, no wonder, no wonder you're failing because you're, you're, you haven't shifted your mind towards your goal. You're still spending hours of your life focusing on things that don't make you money, right? And the other follow-up question is, when do you wake up in the mornings? So, you know, we, it's, it's no secret. You hear it every day. Every person who's ever made it, you know, they've got this rule that they wake up a little bit earlier and get their day off to a good start and they have a little bit of a, of a daily routine. So if your question is, what advice do I give to people who are struggling? I always start with two questions is, is how are you spending your time? And 99% of the time, you know, it's how they're spending their time that defines why their struggle is happening. So sometimes they don't realize where some of the time is going. Yeah, it's wasted. Right. I, I heard this quote and I, I always thought it was funny, you know, like Beyonce has the same 24 hours in a day as you do. Why, <laughs> why, why is she doing the things she's doing and you're not? And it's like, wow, like, we're all human beings. We all have the same 24 hours in a day. So how is it that one person has found success and another person hasn't? It's because they value every second of their day as an opportunity to do something bigger. And some of us value, you know, our time differently. Like, you know, relaxing on the couch for a couple of hours doing nothing. Don't be surprised if nothing turns into nothing. Very true. Very, very true. One of the things that I found you to be really good at that I think would be helpful for people to hear here is that a lot of times people see somebody that's really, really successful and they just want to copy everything about them. And this is how they, this is how they speak. This is what they say. This is what they're yeah. doing. And I found that you were really good at saying, but you're not, you know, Joe Blow. This is, right. you know, this is how you can be successful. Tell people how they might be able to kind of take that approach in terms of reaching their goals and figuring out how to be successful that way. Yeah. You know, so like a quick, a quick analogy, right? If, if you don't mind, like a, a 30 second story. Long time ago in, you know, in, in Eminem's prime, everyone knows Eminem, right? Incredibly famous musician. Uh, there was a moment where his book of lyrics was stolen. It was hijacked from um, one of his one of his concerts, and you know there was this whole media outrage. Like it's Eminem. He's he's the greatest lyricist. He's the greatest writer of music and of our generation. Uh, your your book of lyrics was was stolen. Are are you worried that someone's going to be the next Eminem? You know, and his response was real classic, and, and he said, "You know, it doesn't matter if you read my words." Like you, you didn't, you didn't live my thoughts. You don't, you don't feel my feelings. So you can, you can read my words all day, but unless you feel what I feel, you won't be able to convey it in a way that matters to people. So y'all, you can have my book. I'll post my lyrics on the internet. If you want, you can have them. It doesn't mean you're going to say them the same way I'm going to say them. So every organization has a script or a guideline or some sort of formula, right? And I think there is something about following that formula because it, it has proven to work. But it's, it's even more important to not lose your sense of me as you're reading those words. 
And if you feel like changing a few things around because they appeal more to your personality or character, then, then do that. Then do that, right? You and I worked together for several years at an organization that was very script heavy, right? A very script heavy organization. Uh, and my feedback to people was, yes, there's a script, but if you read it word for word, you won't be you. You'll just be a robot who reads these words and the client will know that about you, right? So what I, my advice is look at the words, study them, read the words, read the guidelines, read the formula, study it over and over and over again until the words become yours, until it becomes your version of it. But again, that just requires a lot of repetition. So sorry about the long-winded answer, but I like formulas. I like guides and scripts. But if you're reading somebody else's guide word for word, you will fail. It's important to role play that repeatedly until it becomes your own. I love that answer because it's good to follow things that do work, but it's once you do make it work for you that you probably find people do much, much better, have much more yeah. success. Yes. Yes. Yeah. This, is why you, this is why you podcast, right? As there's a lot of people with podcasts. What's going to make yours special is, you know, you bring a certain personality to it, right? You bring your own charisma to it. So I think that's what separates podcasts that get viewed and podcasts that don't, like the, the narrator's personality. So yes, there's a guide, but your charm and personality is what brings out the best in, in your viewership and what makes people want to see more of it. Well, here's hoping. Here's hoping. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Well, I love that. That's that's something we talk a lot about is when you customize things for things you can actually do and apply and do it consistently, that's when it's going to work. So that's that's awesome. So you are, and this is something that may be a little unconventional for, for what you normally get asked, but I'm going to ask you anyway. So obviously one of the big things that you do is teach leadership. And you teach it to yeah. companies and yes. to and to other leaders, and and you um, create a ton of success with what you teach. But I think something that you also do is teach individuals to be leaders of their own journey, mm-hmm. um, and to kind of take that responsibility. So, what would you say to an individual who is struggling or is not getting where they want to be or getting where they want to go? about taking more leadership in their own development and their own journey? So thank you for asking that. Uh, I'm very passionate about this topic. I think the first question to anybody who wants to be in leadership or is struggling in leadership is why did you get into leadership? And it's actually doesn't make you a bad person if you care about your own success and your own finances and your own individual goals. And I always tell people there's nothing wrong with being a little selfish when it comes to your money and your future. But in order to be a leader, you have to be extremely unselfish. And your satisfaction has to come from watching others succeed. You have to be unconditionally unselfish, right? In your heart, you look at somebody who reports to you or is under you on the hierarchy, and you should want their success to be greater than yours. You should want that person to be above you one day. You should want to work for that person one day, right? And if you don't think those thoughts, then maybe leadership isn't right for you, right? That makes you a supervisor or a boss, right? There's a difference between bosses and leaders. Bosses want to tell you what to do. Leaders want to support you and have you win more than them. 
you know, and, and one of the titles for my next book that I'm kind of toying around with Ooh, scoop. Is, uh, is, you know, good leader, bad boss, because that's, that's what you are, right? Good leader, bad boss you should be in servitude to people. If you're a leader, you should want them to succeed more than you. So if you have that in your heart, then I would say you've already, you've already surpassed the biggest obstacle in leadership there is. If you don't have that in your heart, you're always going to struggle and, and you might see yourself more as a boss than a leader for the rest of your existence. I think that's the switch that has to turn on before we can take this conversation any further. Are you a boss or are you in servitude? That's how we're going to define this fork in the road and we'll go from there. That's great. And I'm guessing that uh, those that do take that posture who are true leaders also tend to be the most successful themselves. Yeah, totally. I don't want to get carried away for the sake of time, but you know, you look around some of your business heroes, right? Some of, some of my business heroes are, are Simon Sinek or Daniel Pink, who wrote a really great book called To Sell as Human. You know, they they teach through optimism and positivity and inspiration, right? And you want to attend their training, you want to watch their YouTube videos because they make you feel like you're capable. You know, and and other people, and I'm not going to bash anyone, but we've all worked for that boss, which just doesn't make you feel good about yourself. You know, and and they say things like, you know, why do you think you're in a position you're in right now, without much of a of a takeaway or actual feedback, or you're not succeeding right now. And I'm like, well, I know that, but how are we going to work through it? You know, and and this is, we've all had that boss that we hate. We just don't know why we hate them. And I think it's important to define it. The reason we hated that boss was because they didn't make us feel like we could do it, right? They never made us feel like we could do it. So if you're evaluating somebody and they're pushing along, do you find somebody to be better if they're trying to tough things out on their own? Or do you want them to be coming for help? Is that a sign to you of somebody that's that's weak yeah. is that a sign to you of somebody that's going to get better? So let's let's define weakness versus vulnerability. I think I think vulnerability is sexy. I think vulnerability is a beautiful thing and there is nothing wrong with saying I would like some guidance on this. I love that question. So I'll, this is going to be the shortest part of our interview I think. I'm going to answer this straight up. There is nothing weak about raising your hand and saying, "Hey, can you guide me through this process? Can I get your advice on how to do this better? There's something very attractive about that to me. And I love it when a person reaches out. I think people are afraid to do that because they perceive themselves as weak for asking. And they wonder if their boss will also perceive them as weak for asking, right? And this is the difference between a boss and a leader. A boss will say, well, go figure it out. You should know. Why are you asking me these questions? Right. You should, we, we, we talk through this. I explain this to you. I feel like we've been over this a few times. That's what a boss would say. A leader would say, wow, thank you so much for reaching out because we can work through it. I'm very thankful that you reached out. That's so great. I hope everybody here heard that loud and clear. That's why we have this community so that we can have a good place to come with your questions, your concerns. Um, so we all get better. And so that is such a great answer and great advice. So I know we're running out of time. So I want to make sure first that I thank you so much for coming thank on. Thank you. 
Um, it is so great to have you. I hope you'll come back another time. Yeah, all day, all day <laughs> for you, for you anytime. Now, in the meantime, I want to make sure that everybody knows where they can hear more from you. So first, since we referenced it earlier, I happen to have on my desk Levy's two books. We have <laughs> one right here, Creating a Winning Culture, and we have the second book, which is The Evolved Leader, both are excellent, and I have read them many times. Libby, where can they find these books? You know, um, thanks. I appreciate you. They're both on Amazon. And I think, you know, I, I was thinking about how to how to title this or how to categorize these. I, I, don't, I don't know if they're quite the length of a book. They're both pretty short. I think when I categorize them, I call them as just very quick guides or just a, a an, an easy how-to. They're all they're both very quick reads and they're designed to actually give you checklists of, of actionable steps that you can take in any leadership role, as opposed to just being, you know, more philosophical. They're both very actionable guides. So I think that's a lot packed into these, Levy. I love it. There's a lot right. in these that you call them a guide, but they are there's no fluff in here. They're all good advice. I'm just Thanks. giving you my opinion. Thanks. Now, beyond the books, where else can people see you? Well, you know, I love I love YouTube as a channel and as an avenue to talk about important topics. Leadership is a big deal, guys. It's everywhere. And the relationship between you and your boss is, is an important one. A boss should be a mentor. A boss can be a friend. A boss should be someone that inspires you. And, you know, I, I, love, I love talking about this on YouTube. Check out my YouTube channel. It's called Say La Vie. So S-A-V-I. L-A-V-I. So that's that's my channel. I hope you subscribe. I hope you love the content. And I hope you give me feedback. If you see something that you'd like to see differently or more of, I'm always open to it. That's fantastic. Well, thank you again. I really appreciate you taking the time. And I hope I will talk to you soon. Thank you, Kristen. Really appreciate you. All right. Have a great day. Thank you so much for listening to Real Keto Talk. Do you have a question that you'd like me to answer raw and uncut on this podcast? All you need to do is head over to Apple Podcasts and do three simple things. Leave a rating and review telling me what you think of the podcast. In that review, ask anything you want related to keto. And if you want a shout out, leave your Instagram handle or name. That's all. Then... Listen in to hear your question answered live, raw, and uncut. Join us next time for Real Keto Talk. See you next time.